You're listening to a Mint podcast brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hello listeners. Welcome to the latest episode of Why Not Mint Money. I'm your host Jash Kriplani. Birth of a baby is often followed by both euphoria and excitement, but it also comes with a lot of expenses. For long-term goals such as higher education and wedding, there are several investment products that new parents can start investing in. In this episode of Why Not Mint Money, we chat with Kalpesh Asher, who is the founder of Full Circle Financial Planners and Advisors, on how parents can start investing for their newborn baby. Welcome to Why Not Mint Money, a personal finance podcast where we help you understand basic money concepts and share strategies for you to build your wealth. So let's get started with your money journey. Hi Kalpesh, welcome to the latest episode of Why Not Mint Money. It's really great to have you here. So Kalpesh, we wanted to connect with you today to talk about how people can invest for their newborn. Uh, can you share any ideas about how people can go about investing for a newborn baby? Thanks Jash uh, for having me on this podcast and always a pleasure being on the Mint uh, podcast on various unique topics of personal finance. So this topic which you've chosen today is investing for the newborn and uh, like our Indian mindset that whenever there's a newborn baby there's always a great euphoria and uh, combined with a lot of anxiety especially by the parents as to how do we you know ensure financial security for the child right from birth itself many people start uh, thinking about its higher education and well-being and where he'll be schooling and all such things so obviously along with the euphoria there is this anxiety which leads for many parents to in fact start the journey of investments or savings first for their children at a very very early age and in fact that is a good thing to do and not every parent could do it but because of obviously the financial constraints which every family or couple has but the ones who can do it and i think everyone should slowly stay, make a start in this matter is first and foremost in today's times i would say is by having ensuring that the baby today probably after the baby's month or something get its pan card done followed by the aadhar card because i think today in every financial instrument the pan has become necessary and aadhar the identity so today we are privileged that we can have for such a small newborn or these identity instruments which enable the investment process i think that's the first step which should be done and obviously there's a minor pan card and everything what investments are to be done are to be done from the parents source of income and the whatever the profile is is actually clubbed with the parent but it creates an identity for the child investments to begin at a very early age and more importantly the focus of the parent in that particular product or investment whichever is chosen is there from day one whenever they decide to invest but just a note of caution here before we get into the other part is that do not get euphoric or too excited to start this investment process if you are not able to do from your existing financial resources very very easily because we don't want a situation as we say in personal finance which hampers or disturbs your present financial profile or lifestyle in order to get this thing done at this early age there's always 
but tomorrow and we can begin sure kalpesh uh, and taking the conversation forward what are some of the investment products that parents can consider so first i would try to cover the investment products which should be considered okay first and foremost you could always as the child grows up or something you could have a bank account a minors bank account with the parent as the guardian so that creates an identity now that's not for a newborn but just generally during the course of time so that's the very beginning where the parents could put in some amount of money and then the investment is easily flowing from the bank account into the you know, respective investments then probably what could be looked at is in finance how we do is a little bit of an uh, asset allocation lot every into one particular asset class we could look at obviously because it's for a long term or something we could look at equity based mutual funds in the name of the minor to begin the story but again there that judicious mix of large flexi whatever in the child's name in a small manner could begin supplemented of course by the debt funds or if you have the girl child you could have a brilliant product like uh, a sukanya samriddhi scheme which starts and it carries on for a very longish period that along with a ppf which again is a very long term instrument now that applies for the male and female child both which is both these products are today eee which is exempt 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 products and yielding very good tax free returns so as on date i think in the last small savings schemes update which the government came out which on a quarterly basis the sukanya samriddhi scheme interest rate has been enhanced to 8.2% per annum and our ppf yet remains at 7.1 which is excellent still considering it's a tax free return so these two things considering that they are tax free they are for the long term could be a good shield of debt based products and you have a clear runway of 15 years to 18 years to keep investing in debt in these debt products obviously you have the outer caps per year to do that for your child whereas coming to the growth aspect equity based mutual funds could serve as a brilliant instrument for the growth on a compounding basis and even if you say that you've invested a decent amount as per your capacity for the child from the very very early stages i think you've got a sure shot 15 to 20 year investment time horizon in equity and as we say that a 12% cagr does wonders for your portfolio i think uh, a judicious mix of these three things also jash i would like to point out at things which should not be done for the newborn baby in getting too overtly excited and getting on to the yeah please yeah i think it's as important to share what are the don'ts when it comes to investing for a newborn so please go ahead probably the things which should not be done in the same bandwidth jash i would like to mention is do not get lured by these insurance come investment products which the insurance companies keep doling out time and again basically keeping that emotional tag or emotional string attached to it that this is for your child ultimately it's nothing but a pure endowment plan and as we all know these endowment plans suck out the the cash flow on a higher basis offering less sum assured and very very suboptimal average uh, investment returns i think that is not what you require what you require on the insurance front i would say is a enhanced term plan for your for the parent in fact 
because the parent is responsible for the child's investment on a regular basis the child is not an earning member the parent is his life is more valuable for the child's growth in time to come so if both the parents are earning and they want to do something for the child in terms of his insurance needs what they need to look into is enhancing their own some assured cover through a term plan and not getting a insurance policy and endowment plan in name of the child out here second thing is stay also clear from your typical uh, mutual funds also have these child benefit i would not say stay clear but again it's just a old wine and new bottle that the child plans which are given are nothing but your pure open ended or in some cases close ended for a while and then they open up equity funds so the underlying security is nothing but pure equity there in the mutual fund itself so i'm not against these child plans in uh, mutual funds but you could easily do with a normal diversified mutual fund in equity as well with a complete open ended structure that god forbid if you require the money in between it is available and there is even not a small close ended clause in it third aspect is that i'm i'm jumping the gun a little bit but people make this cardinal mistake of tagging real estate for their children's higher education say for example 10 years hence or something i think that is where the the ball is completely out of the park because real estate as we know is a highly illiquid asset and people say ki ye jagah maine apne bete ke naam kar di ya beti ke naam rakhi hai and as and when the beta or beti requires that thing the property is found to be into a legal tangle or a legal issue you cannot get that money when you want i think the whole goal or the purpose of investment goes for a top so these are the things which genuinely come to our mind and i would say last but not the least the all time favorite for indian mentality is gold so people would always whether you advise or don't advise would keep gold as a buffer for their children's future in yeah. some way or the other no and But gold yet, is also seen as a gifting tool often relatives come Absolutely. and give you a gold coin or whatever yeah. yeah so so that that aspect without saying keeps accumulating in the cupboards so you you cannot deny that fact that gold is yeah. that medium of exchange which is right. a traditional indian saving but here again if you also want some type of asset diversification at a latter part i think gold to a certain extent for a a girl child's portfolio could form 10% of the the part of it right sure and kalpish can you also talk about like you mentioned a parent can open a mutual fund folio in the minor or basically the newborn's name but what will be the process when it comes to redemption because if it is in the name of newborn there would be certain criteria right how a parent can redeem or or does the child only has to redeem after a certain age no so it's it's simple right the the mutual fund investment is simply in the name of the child and the funds are coming from that child's minor bank account otherwise the entire operation of the mutual fund is the guardian which is the parent there himself so obviously in the bank account as well the child is the name but the father or the mother is the operative person and the guardian as well so that okay. synchronicity remains and the parent is the operating person now okay. as and when that child turns 18 and he turns major then it's a normal individual status like an individual which the the child now becoming a major has to operate the account okay okay then the child can basically even operate and basically redeem 
and i so i think the redemption can only happen after the child turns 18 right absolutely okay 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 and kalpesh fair point you covered so many products uh how does one ensure that there is not too much risk also there is the capital stays protected what can what are the steps that parents can take to ensure that because usually they would obviously have as the child matures they would want certain corpus for the child's higher education and would not want to too much at risk with that capital so how do parents do that and i think especially as the as those goals come uh, come closer it's important that these corpuses are kept in instruments that allow capital protection so can you share your thoughts on this yeah so it all all boils down just to the fundamentals of financial planning here as well so what you rightly said is that although we have the textbook rule that if you have a time frame of say anything beyond 10 years or 15 years equity is the go to product but without getting too overtly dependent on one asset class so you could easily have you have a, a complete time frame of say anything to invest between 10 to 15 years say for example we just highlight a goal of a child's higher education that you keep it as a goal of say if a child investment planning starts at the age of 2 or 1 whatever it is or 3 you still have a minimum of 15 years to invest out there now if you say 15 years you have to invest or something a product like ppf which is not liquid for the first 5 years but then it opens up whatever you invested you can have access to a ppf security is not a problem because it's sovereign guarantee there that is one aspect of debt where you could diversify apart from the equity mutual funds which goes now equity mutual funds we all know we've spoken about it time and again that liquidity is the best there you within t plus 2 days you get your money whenever you want it at the market value so if you have instruments where you have liquidity certain instruments which are there for a certain time frame that you're not going to touch them but also in debt you also have liquid investments so then you have your debt based mutual funds put in place there which are available to you at any point of time so you have a mix of certain products which are going to have the lifetime investment in debt and give you that compounding also you have something in debt which gives you liquidity security is never compromised because debt mutual funds you invest in gilt funds or other funds which are corporate bond funds triple a rated funds liquidity is always at your beck and call and you also have ppf or something which is working parallel as tax free a judicious mix of both so i would say something like over a 10 year period 60 40 or a 70 30 that's the major, major amount in equity oriented mutual funds and the balance amount in debt could serve as a as a good mix that you are not compromising on liquidity as your goal comes closer and as well as your asset allocation is taken care but uh, if i am correct kalpesh uh, for ppf the threshold the lock in period is 15 years right yeah but if you see the clause in ppf after i think a period of 5 to 6 years if yeah. there is a requirement okay. on, for for example in dire straits for a uh, family uh, you know emergency medical or okay. in case of your this one higher education you yeah. could withdraw whatever amount is accrued they'll give it to you albeit with a little bit of a deduction but the amount is available in higher education that's why i'm highlighting this particular thing and kalpesh any 
parting thoughts for parents what would you say for newborn parents what should be their approach how they should philosophically speaking how they should go about in terms of their strategy and building a corpus for child's goals and there are so many goals that will keep coming whether it's a wedding whether it is education if they want to settle the child they may also want to purchase a house for the child at a later stage not necessarily now as an investment so what would be your thoughts that you would like to share with parents okay so that that's i think a very good question and i would surely like to share my views here first and foremost please understand that in life when we plan for long term financial goals and specifically a very target oriented goal like a higher education or for your child's future please understand that the time frame is very very long and you don't know in life what other challenges or other parallel goals the parent could come up with okay not taking away any limelight or importance from the child's higher education goal but the parent is the one who is take undertaking that journey so there could be positive ambitions which he has or something which is unforeseen in his life which he has to tackle and as we always say that financial planning is first making your life present life comfortable overcoming the obstacles and simultaneously planning for the future so it's not the other way around so you don't plan for the future jeopardizing your present life in financial planning so the simple advice to parents is that first look at your existing situation make that a strong point have a complete handle on your cash flow that's your income expenses then look at your goals simultaneously child's education child's wedding is not the only goal or motive of your life you have to plan for your own wealth creation retirement there might be many other things which you will come across we are human and our mind keeps flickering so we'll have to keep a, a bandwidth or a thing ready that what if now we have to aim at these three to four goals but aim at it in a parallel way and don't say that this goal is the only important here because if you see i just spoken about it somewhere that for example if you speak about a child's higher education goal although you are planning for it from the beginning that goal lifetime is only 5 years for a higher education for a child to complete whereas if you simultaneously compare a retirement goal you are planning for it in the same long term period 15 years 20 years 30 years but the time frame of your retirement till your lifespan is a far more or higher period than 5 years it could be 20 years 25 years so the simple arithmetic says that which goal should be given more importance so a goal which is going uh, to you for 20 25 years you need more attention more focus or the goal which is only for 5 years i'm just giving one thought process on it so the simple message here is that look at all these goals in unison what are you planning to do yourself and your children start early save and translate those savings into investments and also at a future date understand and take your children into confidence when they are probably 10 12 14 ask about their ideas as well about what you are planning for them what would they like to do and don't take those unilateral decisions for your children so start early right. and more importantly don't invest in wrong products that is the most important thing keep it simple keep it focused a simple judicious mix of equity and debt i think should do the job for you sure sure 
right i think kalpesh on that note we can end today's episode it was really a great conversation and i'm sure that the parents will take a lot from this especially the new parents so thanks kalpesh for joining us and sharing thanks. those thanks valuable Josh. insights thank you listeners for joining us today if you liked this episode and would like to hear to more such interesting conversations do log into our channel why not mint money on spotify where you'd always find me omnipresent also if you have any new ideas or suggestions you can dm me on twitter my twitter handle is at the rate josh kriplani that is j a s h k r i p l a n i you can always reach out to us over the email our email id is mintmoney@theratelymint.com to stay updated on this podcast follow us at hd smartcast on all the major social media platforms to listen to more such podcasts log on to www.hdsmartcast.com